Hey, hey, hey. Um, this is Ashley here with the Awkward Prophet. Just coming back to just, you know, hang out with you guys again. And you know, here at the Awkward Prophet, this is the space where we boldly and authentically navigate womanhood, faith, and everything in between. And today we're going to be navigating faith and everything in between. And I am joined here with my husband, uh, Mr. Dan Juan Witcher. And um, I just want to thank you all for those of you that tuned in to last week's show with myself and my brother from another mother, Justin Aaron. Um, it was so exciting to sit down and talk with him and to just give you guys an inside look at um, just the type of conversations that we have. And so it was, it was just, it was such a blessing and um, just a good time. And so today I am excited to have my husband here. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be uh, kind of talking a little bit about being the church. And I, I know that last week with my interview with Justin that um, he was, he shared a few uh, behind the scenes um, um, stories about how he was used to really be the church and display Christ to the other contestants and things like that. And I even pointed that out to him on the show. And so I want to continue that conversation um, because those of you who share the same faith as myself, um, we know that just going to church is not enough, that the faith that we proclaim must be a lifestyle. And so um, it's very important that we're able to identify like, what does that look like? What, what does it look like to be the church? Uh, we see so many examples. If you're on social media, um, you know, especially within the last few months, we've seen multiple viral videos and, and things like that of people who are part of the body of Christ um, misrepresenting the church. And so I felt it was very important for us to really. Um, show you all and those who may listen those who don't know like what it means to be the church um and we can't do it individually that's the thing um the church is is a whole body and so it takes each and every one of us playing our position doing our part and together once we're together we're in unison um that is when we are effective and um, not just effective, but when we're when we do that together, that's when we we are collectively the church. And so, um, the Bible says um, that we are all fitly joined together. So that means that you know there's there's a multiple um, there's multiple parts. Um, that cause this body to operate just like our, our natural body we have fingers 
and we have a hand, then we have an arm and we have a shoulder, like it all being connected together is what allows um, it to our body to operate and to run effectively. And so um, one of my, mine and my husband's, one of our uh, most favorite podcasts um, to listen to is The Basement with Tim Ross. And um, uh, something that he said in his latest episode um, really was like, man, I feel the same way. You know, I had one of those moments where um, I was like, man, he really spoke um, to what I what I feel, what, um, how, you know, just to what I identify as. And what he said was, he said, I, you know, I'm not a Christian. I don't, he, he's like, I'm not a Christian. I am a believer in Jesus Christ. Um, and that is something that I, first of all, felt, and this has been a few years for a few years now, I, I was feeling that way. I even vocalized it to a couple of people. I've had conversations with um, others. And the real um, reason for me coming to that place was like um, so many people on a um, large scale make Christians that name, like it's giving it such a bad reputation that I'm like, I don't want to be associated with that um and even Tim he was like you know it's, it's because of the hypocrisy is so much um this this is why he he just says that he you know he's a believer in Jesus Christ and those that are you know super close to me and that I've had this conversation with I pretty much like I said share the same sentiments like it's been so much um, that I've seen. And unfortunately, you know, bad news travels faster than good news. And it should not be that way. The good news of the gospel should be traveling way further, way faster. But because of the world we live in, um, the negativity, the bad travels further and faster. Um, and so, like I said, that was one of the things that I I really like I could identify with. Um, and yes, you know, if somebody asks me if I'm Christian, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna say yes, because I know that that is, first of all, how majority of those who have the same faith as me identify themselves. Um, and me as an author, um, as a speaker, as a minister, that is how uh majority of us identify ourselves if i'm if i'm filling out um any paperwork at the doctor or wherever and they ask what my religion is i don't mark other i mark christian because like this is how we are identified in this country i don't know about anything overseas or whatever but this is how um we are identified in this um this country and so uh, by me saying or, you know, identifying with not being a Christian, it doesn't, no, it doesn't change that I believe in the Bible, the whole Bible, and that's all there is to it. Um, I believe in, in, the, in, in the life, the death, the burial, the resurrection, res resurrection, and the soon coming return of Jesus Christ. I believe in all, all of that. Um, um, I believe in 
his um and his ability to heal the sick, raise the dead, um, all of that. I believe in all of those things. I believe in uh, Jesus as the son of God. And I believe in that. So the Christian, um, the religion, yeah, I identify with that. I believe in it. Um, but the stigma around the 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 name the christianity that name um is honestly is just a turnoff and so um and i i identify you know more so with just being a believer and a follower of jesus christ i identify more with being um a um, a kingdom citizen um, who is in this world, but not of it. And so, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to explain, but like, and this is why I don't go into it with everybody. So I'm being real transparent with you guys. <laughs> but like, um, you know, this, like I said, this is something that I felt and um, subscribed to for some years now. And I just, you know, didn't really talk about it only to those that I felt comfortable with. And so when Tim brought it up on his podcast um, last, that last week, yeah, last week, um, I was like, man, I said, I told my husband, like, make sure you watch that last episode because he really, really, um, you know, spoke what I know to be true about myself. And so, but I'm gonna give my husband some time to talk. I know I've been talking the whole time, but um, when it comes to being the church, like to you, what does like what does that mean to you when or when somebody is is told to be the church, or um, when we hear it so much that you know it's not about going to church, but about being the church? Like, what does that mean to you about being the church? Um, being the church means um by doing the work doing the things that the bible says doing the things that jesus did um mm -hmm. and not i'm um, putting my own narrative over it and um adding different things that i wanted to fit to make my lifestyle seem okay or be right mm -hmm. um being the church is being an example after christ being able to do the things that Christ um, wanted us to do, how, what he says in his word, and just being loved and just making our reflection be of Christ, of him, the image of, of Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you were saying about the uh, Christianity, um, a lot of times people that's not really like I, I, I say I'm a believer and I say I'm saved as well because um, being a Christian that's the first thing they want to do is they grade you like when you do something wrong or they feel a certain way. You're supposed to be a Christian mm -hmm. or they call you a hypocrite or people that ain't saved claim to be a Christian. And then when they do certain things or they act in a certain way that ain't godly, now you got people confused. Like, well, I thought this person was a Christian. So people just like throwing it and using the name in vain, so to speak. They just using Christianity any way that they can and doing different things and now you got new believers the babes in christ uh looking confused and now they shrugging their shoulders like not wanting to really 
be a part of that because of the backlash they're getting. Yeah, and not only that, it's confusing to the world too. Yeah. Because it's like if you are, you know, supposed to be set apart and supposed to be a Christian, um, then why are you acting like us? Yeah. Um, or those of us that are not saved that don't subscribe to that religion or that belief, you know, and not only that, um, it was something else that you said that was good. Um, oh, um, that you know, pretty much we're supposed to be reflections of yeah. of Jesus Christ. Like we're supposed to reflect his image, his likeness, we're supposed to reflect his character and 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 even do greater works than he yeah, did. Um, but like you said, it's so many that use, um, Christian, the word Christian so loosely, like it is, uh, it's like they taken the, uh, the, the, uh, sanctity away from it. Like it's no, no longer sacred. Um, and something else that I was sharing with my husband earlier, I was like, you know, when you look at all the other religions, you look at the Muslims, you look at, um, you know, Buddhists and whatever else is out there. Uh, you don't see too many of them playing around with who, you know, with their religion and and playing around and, and doing things that um, make their religion be seen in a bad light. Now, of course, we know there's always some that do that, but they um but you don't see them playing is my thing the main thing you'll see them playing around with their religion and with their belief their god whatever the case may be but you see it a lot when it comes to um christianity and so and for me i'm just like man it's so many of us who have lost um the fear of god and um because, you know, even though we know it was super religious, but, you know, back in like our grandmother and great grandmother's days and all of that, you better not take the Lord's name in vain. Don't be saying Jesus and you ain't doing it because you worshiping or, or thanking him because that's a no, no. But nowadays it's gotten to the point where like anything goes within our our religion and it should not be that way and so um for me being the church is you know yes all the things my husband said most definitely you know being that reflection um being that love like I agree with him um in every sense of the word when he when he um describes it as that um being a church for me also includes, um, you know, maintaining the sacredness of, of the gospel, um, maintaining the sacredness of your relationship with the Lord. And so um, it, it speaks to how you value your relationship, how you value your salvation. Um, and all of that is reflected in you know, how you carry yourself, how you, um, the uh, importance that you place upon being the light um, that that Christ can, you know, can shine through. And so, um, and now I'm not saying that, oh, you won't mess up and you won't sometimes embarrass yourself. You may sometimes even cause, you know, um, 
your church or the church or however um, to be looked at in some sort of way. But when, even when those times come, showing your Christ likeness um, and, and your true Christianity by being quick to repent, you know, quick to, to forgive, being quick to reconcile. And when you can't be quick, but you still, you know, put forth the effort and, and try. Like if I, I can say I'm quick to forgive, but then I, I might be reminded of it tomorrow. So I need to be quick mm -hmm. to forgive again. And so, you know, some people think that forgiveness is a one and done. No, sometimes you got to forgive over and over and over again until um, you are in a place of, of, of true forgiveness where it's not is not um coming back up again and so um i think with uh christianity as well social media has dimmed a light on it as well because um a lot of times people are using christianity to get more views so they're imposter they've been an imposter they're claiming it mm -hmm. and not um representing it right but just using it for personal gain, using it for things that earthly things. But like you said, it ain't doing the work. It ain't being the church. It ain't empowering the things that God uh, wants from us and out of us or even to represent. So that's just making it be more of a, a shining a light on Christianity in a negative way. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take leaders to be able to say that we need to go back to being the church and and, and explaining what that looks like and, and, and actually doing it just like in the bible it says you need to be doers of the word mm -hmm. um so I, I feel like it, it starts with leadership as well because some of the leaders are you know we we all seeing and fall short of god but some of the leaders ain't doing what they supposed to do because they're straddling the fence and, mm -hmm. and, and playing it safe, trying to get worldly pleasure and attention when we ain't doing what we're supposed to do as far as doing it for God, doing it for ourselves and applying the word. They're, they're doing it and misusing it, mm -hmm. misinterpreting it. Yeah, and a lot of that comes from, um, you know, people want to grow their church. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, That's what I'm thinking. Um, they become more of... Um, they come up like a seeker-friendly church, kind of like what Apostles talk about, seeker-friendly. Yeah. They they start to try to appeal more to those uh -huh. who are um, either in the world or they're trying to appeal more to those who are straddling the fence. And so, mm -hmm. like he said, so what they do, they start to cut back. So now worship, they cutting back the time for worship. They cutting back, you know, the time that they they preach and all of that. And, and when you get to doing that, you're trying to please the people mm -hmm. instead of pleasing God. Or you're trying to please those who not who are um, not really serious about their faith, um, who are you know, who are like like lukewarm or or you know straddling the fence and don't and aren't really all in. When you're trying to please them, that's when you get away from the gospel and the simplicity of the gospel. And now you're in the entertainment, yeah. and now you're into, and that's how you get into um, um, not just entertainment. But like watering down, you watering down the gospel, you watering down the experience. And even another thing that he mentioned too is um, that those that really are hungry and thirsty for that encounter with God, like they get shortchanged mm -hmm. because um, we, you know, turn to pleasing those 
and, and trying to win the world and pleasing them when you know when the world that's what you go out and evangelize for yeah. <laughs> you go out and evangelize and, and bring them in and then show them like this is our culture this is how we do things in the kingdom this is this is what this is how it looks when we praise god and we worship god this is how it looks when sometimes you know hey i'm not even gonna get to preach we're just gonna let god do the work yeah. like we saw on sunday yeah. and it was amazing too because i saw um I was scrolling through my Facebook and I saw um, another church because I'm friends on Facebook with a lot of pastors and leaders and things like that. But even at their church, there was a move of God. They weren't even able to preach either. And mm. yeah. And so it was like the Holy Spirit just kind of like took over. And so, um, but you know, that happens in places where pe the people are hungry and thirsty, mm. not in the places where there's a lot of entertainment going on and then the focus is not really on Christ, it's on the people and everything else. And so um, that's another thing about, you know, when it comes to being the church, being a church also means to, you know, uh, leave room or allow room for Holy Spirit to come in and do whatever he feels necessary at the time. Um, and so, it's yeah, like you said, it, it it is. It's a bad look. And I feel like um another thing too when we're talking about being the church, what comes to mind is being about our father's business. Mm -hmm. It's like when um Jesus was down here on earth, he had three years, and in three years he did so much wonders, like you mm -hmm. can't even calculate and can't even, you know. And a lot of times people ain't about his biz. They're about their personal self. So that's flesh or they're about mm -hmm. other things. So if we be in about our father's business as a church, then we're about getting people say we're about evangelizing. We're about mm -hmm. um, healing. We're about uh, being a blessing to the less fortunate. We're about all the works that God did. He was on a, a time and assignment. He didn't have time for games. He didn't have time to go off his course. He was strictly about his father's business and mm -hmm. us as a church being a church that's what we need to do be about the business of god and be about the church mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. why it, it seems like now like you were saying back in the day people used to run to the church for different things they used to run to the church if they need things financially and all like that now it seems like sometimes the church is running to the outside secular industries and all like that and our source and our strength is supposed to be god so mm -hmm. why are we depending on the world when the world should be dependent on us, you know, so mm -hmm. it's like the rose is getting reversed and mixed up, but we just have to go back to that mm -hmm. and intercede. Mm -hmm. Just like how we was talking when you said people talk about, oh, they want revival. They don't really want that. Like mm -hmm. you were just saying, they don't really want it, but they, they <laughs> keep saying it. Bring on revival. We need revival and all that, but. Yeah, 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 they definitely, um, you know, it's. You think they good. even know what that look like? No, <laughs> it sounds good. Um, and this, you know, this is the thing now, you know, we, we see um, ever so often different um, waves come through, yeah. you know, the church and um, the rock revival, that wave comes through. Um, we may see it at other churches like we saw it at Asbury. We might see um, where revival is broken out. And so we start, you know, proclaiming it. In our in our own communities, in our own churches, and things like that. But um, revival is for the hungry and the thirsty. 
those who are desperate for a move of God. And, you know, back to what you were saying about the leaders, and it does, because, you know, like that saying, everything flows from the head, right? And so when the leaders, um, when the leaders, the fivefold, when we get it together, when we come on one accord, when we get back to the basics of, um, of our, you know, of the foundation of the gospel, that it, and begin to really teach that and, and um, you know, train others in that, that's when um, we will see the body of Christ begin to shift. And, you know, one thing, I'm not one who likes to go around and do a bunch of complaining about this, that, and the other without providing solutions. And so that is the solution. The solution is, is for us to, uh, you know, get rid of our own agendas and to truly come on one accord, you know, and, and, you know, seek God, like, okay, so what is it that you want to do in the body of Christ in this season, you know, in this region, however that may look, um, and it's going, it's going to take churches coming together, and, and ministries coming together, pastors, um, I, I do know, in our hometown, um, that they have, I guess, I think it's like once a month where many of the pastors in the city, they come together. I don't know who all goes, but, you know, <laughs> I think the invitation is open to all, all of the, you know, clergymen in the city for them to come together and, you know, uh, you know, talk about what's going on in the city and, you know, come try to come up with solutions and things like that. And I believe, I, I, I wish every city had it. I'm not sure, you know, how that goes or if it's like a certain denomination that organizes it but like when we come together we all have a piece of the solution within us and so when we all come together I believe that we can we can um form um a united front and be able to cause transformation to begin in in the church but we know it starts with us first mm -hmm. we have to want it for ourselves and our own personal lives first and so I um was kind of like came to I kind of was laughing at myself a couple weeks ago because I was like came to a realization like man you know before I was ordained as a minister you know what me and my friend will always talk about all the stuff we see happening in the church like this is going on this is going on like these leaders need to get together and then I guess it was a few weeks ago like the guy was like oh you ordained now so you are you are one of the leaders so you can't sit there and, and talk about what's <laughs> happening <laughs> but you need to get busy with coming up with the solution bringing the solution and not just bringing the solution but being a part, like seeing how you can put your hands to the plow, like what can I do? And so that's my challenge for everyone who is in leadership or um, who claims to, um, who claims salvation and um, declare that they are a part of the body of Christ, um, that they're a part of the church. Like what can you do? I challenge you, like what can you do to provide a solution to um to help not um not only your local church but the body of Christ um as a whole to represent Christ in the way that he's supposed to be represented 
to represent him in righteousness, to represent him in holiness, to represent him in, in, in love, in likeness, in image, to um, just, you know, help clean up what some of the, um, some of those who have painted a bad light over the church, like, how can we clean that up? How can we clean up the image of, of the church? Um, because it's so needed, um, you know, at this time. And so, man, you guys, uh, you know, <laughs> it's definitely uh, on the heart, on the heart of God. Um, and like I said, because he got on me, like, okay, so what? You, <laughs> where's your solution? What are you going to do about it? Like, it's enough of sitting around just talking about it. And, and what somebody should do and what you would do if you were in leadership or that position or whatever it may be. Um, but, you know, we as believers, we have the mind of Christ. We have the Holy Spirit and we have power and authority, delegated power and authority. And so um, and if you belong to a church and you're, um, you have, you know, a leader covering, like if you have some ideas, some solutions, like go to your, go to your leader, go to your leaders and like, hey, so I see this issue and it doesn't necessarily, like I said, doesn't have to be just in your local, you know, assembly, but it could be just within the body of Christ, period. Um, within your city, whatever it may be, go to them like, hey, this is the issue and um, that I'm seeing. And uh, here's a solution. This is something that I'm thinking that we can uh, maybe do uh, or that I can maybe do to, um, you know, help to um, solve this issue and, you know, get their wisdom and their guidance and, and you know, and um, they may, they may accept it like, hey, yeah, let's do that. Let's get together. Let's meet. Let's, you know, whatever. Um, if they say, no, I don't think you should do that. Most definitely, you know, listen, <laughs> um, because as your pastor, as your leader, like they, they have wisdom and insight and oversight that, that you may not have into the situation. They may have experience. And so, but either way, um, as we are the church, I um I just encourage us all to um seek to be a part of the solution and not the problem. Seek to be a part of the the church that um represents Christ in righteousness and in holiness. Seek to be a part of the church um that uh, causes others that are not saved to cry out, what must I do to be saved? Um, and so- Ain't the church the body of Christ? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The bride of Christ, I mean? Yeah, the bride of Christ. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, he's, coming, he's coming back for a bride yeah. without spot, without blemish, yeah. without wrinkles. And listen, we're not ready yet. <laughs> so give us more time, Lord, okay? <laughs> um, and so- um, I think that I think that's that's it today. And so we have um my husband, he has a couple of quotes that he wants to share. Usually I give like an affirmation or a quote. And so he has um a couple of quotes he wants to share, kind of just you know, based off our topic today. So go ahead. Yeah. 
We do not want a church that will move with the world. We want a church that will move the world. Mm, that's good. Yeah, read that again. <laughs> we do not want a church that will move with the world. We want a church that will move the world. Like you said in the beginning, mm -hmm. we are in this world. We're not of this world. Yeah, so we want to move the world, not move with them. If we're moving with them, that means that we're no different from them. But we're supposed to move the world. When Jesus and his disciples were were out and they were going around doing a miracle, they look, they upset the they upset the world. Okay. They changed things, they caused some shifts, they caused some changes, and that's what we want to do. We want to cause some shifts and changes. We don't want to just fall in line with this world system and do what they're doing because we're we're not supposed to be. Yeah. Um, we're not supposed to look like them, we're not supposed to be blending in. Like nobody should be able to um, see you standing in a crowd with the world and not be able to tell the difference between you and them. Something should catch their eye and cause them to come. Like they may be looking through the crowd and skip past you and then be like, hold on. Something different about that one right there. And just like what you said on that borderline of not being and doing what the world do, um, even if you did it your way, your way is not God's way. Mm -hmm. um, God's way is always the best thing, just like when the, um, when God came to the um, where they were fishing at in the Bible, how they were used to catching fish. They was professional fishes, like the best in the area, the fishermen. Mm -hmm. like, but, but when Jesus told them what to do, they seen the results. They didn't want to believe at first because they were, they were so used to their way, yeah. but it wasn't working. So then when they cast their net, they got much more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like, cast your net on the other side. Yeah. They're like, but well, we've been fishing all day. We ain't got mm -hmm. nothing. He like, look, launch out to the deep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the next one is church is who we are, not where we go. Kind of what we've been talking about. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And when you look at and you take ownership of your position, your place in the church, it does. It becomes more than just a place to go. It, it's like it, it becomes you, a part of you. And so you, you wouldn't do anything purposely to make yourself look bad. You wouldn't do anything purposely to um, hurt yourself or hopefully not if, you know, um, to hurt yourself or to you know, or you wouldn't do anything purposely to embarrass your family or anything like that. And so we we should look at God the same way. Like, God, I wouldn't do anything purposely to hurt you. I wouldn't do anything purposely to make you look bad. And, and if I do, I will be quick to repent. Because why? Because God, um, whatever breaks your heart should break mine too. Um, whatever, um, whatever um, brings bad light upon you should, you know, cause me to not feel good about it at all. And so, you know, that's just the attitude, the approach we have to take um, in order to um, just begin to make a difference in the body of Christ. And so, um, I thank you all for listening. And um, when I come back next week, I believe, is it next week? 
I may have a guest speaker or maybe just me. I don't know yet. Um, I got a couple of interviews coming up, but um, if you um, are listening and you're like, hey, I got a good topic for you, or hey, I think I will make um, uh, a great guest on your show, um, please shoot me an email at theawkwardprofit at gmail.com. Um, definitely follow us on um, share and subscribe. Hit that share button. Run it up. Run it up. Run it up. That too. Um, mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram at awkward underscore profit, um, so that you can stay, you know, tuned on there. But I'm excited. I got some um, guests coming up that are going to really just share with us um, what it looks like to. Um, to be the church outside of the four walls. And so I'm excited about that. Um, We got some some great guests coming up. And so I hope you guys stay tuned. Um, And if you think somebody will benefit from this conversation, please share. Well, all right, till next time, talk to you guys later.